Good morning, Christ Temple North. It's so good to see you this morning. We're so, so thankful that you've joined us and that um, you're here to praise and worship with us and get the message from our pastor this morning. We, we know these are trying times and we know that um, things are different now, but one thing that we still know is that we serve a true and living God and he joins us here every week. So we are so grateful to see you today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now in the holy name of Christ Jesus. We just thank you, Father, for allowing us to wake up and see another day, Father. We thank you that you've allowed us to come in here to the temple this morning, Father, to praise and worship you, to hear the words from Pastor today, Father, to get that word of encouragement, that word of comfort, Father, that word of confidence that we need, Lord, to take us through another week. We thank you, Father, for watching over us each and every day, Father, wherever we are and whatever we're going through, Father. We know that so many people are affected in so many different ways, and all we know to do, Father, is to lift them up before you in prayer and just ask for your blessings upon their lives, Father. Only you can touch them to the deepest part of their souls. Only you can shine light where there is darkness, Father. Only you can lift them up out of the despair that they may feel today, Father, the inadequacies that they may feel, Father, the, the, the um, encouragement that they need comes from you, Lord. And so we are so truly grateful that you join us here and that you bless us each and every day, Father. We ask, Father, that as we go through this day, Lord, let us continue to show love and kindness to those around us, Father. We don't know what they're going through. We don't know what's happening at their homes. We don't know what's happening at their relatives, Father. We don't know. And we can't control any of it anyway, Father. What we can control is what we do and how we handle ourselves and how we love one another and how we show the agape love to one another, Father. So let us walk in kindness, Father. Let us show your love and compassion for those around us, that we can be shining lights, Father, throughout this pandemic, Father, that we can be that shining light, Father, that, that guides someone to you who needs to find you today, Father. So we thank you. We love you, we praise you, and we adore you. It's in your holy name, Christ Jesus, that I pray. Amen. Amen. He had family, friends, and money, loved the Lord with all his heart. God and said, old Job would fall apart. If you just take away his fortune, let me put him to the test. Soon poor Job had lost his health, his wealth, and all the rest. And as his troubles added up, he fell down on his knees and said, Lord, I still got one thing, and that's your love for me. Well, you got to count your blessings. You find one if you try. Count on the Lord and once that blessing multiplied. Those might have, could have, should have hands are nothing but distressing. So when you're down and out, it's time to count your blessings. Go through hard times when you fall 
Beautiful, beautiful. And, that, and that's what we're all about. We need to count our blessings going through this. One of the things I want to do is encourage you uh, during this situation and circumstance uh, that we're going through or any other way before then. And one of the ways that you can feel secure in your life is knowing who Jesus is to you. And what I try to do for, for me is sometimes we try to make it about us. And when we try to make it about us, that's when worries come in. But when we make it about him, we, 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 we feel that safety and that comfort. So we're going to talk about who Jesus was uh, and what he promised us. Now, remember, there's two things that I've always told you all that Christ can't do is fail and lie. And this is what God cannot do. He cannot fail and lie. And so uh, I'm, I'm wanting to, to motivate our people and uh, we should be a different people. This, this is a time for Christians' light to shine. And, and, and the reason it's a time for Christians' light to shine is the lights never got turned off because we Christians. You see, anytime that when the world is in darkness, we still have a light because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So he's, and he's always the light. So here we go. We're going to do this, and we want you to, uh, uh, church members and, and uh, friends, we want you to just come along with us and see if we can get something here to encourage us and, and to inspire us to be more Christian-like uh, through this uh, virus. And I, and I think it gets a lot of, we got, I was talking to Sister Lana today. Uh, how many people still dying with cancer and other situations and circumstances, we've totally forgot about those people. And there's still more people dying with others. So we put it all together. When we put it all together, we need to sing God. And Sister Etta just sang a great song. Uh, it, right now, when I count my blessings, I really truly know now how blessed I am to be a child of God. In the midst of all of this, I count my blessings how blessed 
I am to be a child of God. And we as a church need to be. There have been a time years ago when we couldn't do this, live streaming and all this stuff. We'd all be sitting at home. But uh, look at that. We're so blessed. We have uh, only eight of us in here. And they say don't count staff, so that means we only have five people in here. And so f uh, five people are putting this whole thing together so that we can handle hundreds of people can listen to us. So we need to count our blessings, right? Even the, the electronics that, that, that's going on that Brother Trevor helped us to put together. These are all a blessing because now we find out the value of these things. We need to find out the value of things. There's some good things going on, right? I mean, yesterday, uh, one of my members said, lost my sense of humor, I put a lot of humor, didn't, but, but yesterday, I'm going to do a little humor. Yesterday was a good day for me. Last night, uh, Green Bay beat... Uh, uh, New England in the Super Bowl, and Reggie White was just going, I mean, I didn't, Desmond Howard was happy. It was great. I was just cheering like the first time. So in the midst of all of this going on, the Green Bay Packers won the Super Bowl yesterday. So I'm a happy man. Here we go. We're going to start with John 10, verse 14 through 16 from the Passion. I alone am the good shepherd. And now here's what Jesus says. He says, I am alone on the good shepherd. He says, I am alone, the good shepherd. And, and, and I love that. And we're going to deal with shepherd whenever you get ready. But he says, I am alone with the good shepherd. And I know those whose hearts are mine. And he, God, Jesus Christ knows where your heart's at. You see, some people love through their mouth. That's just mouth. That's just words. But it's what's in your heart. And so he, 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 he's telling us whose hearts are mine. He knows the people. He can separate the people who are talking from the people who really love him. Because some talk is not talk, just talk sometimes. But true love comes from the heart, all right? For they recognize me and know me. And he says, they recognize me and they know me. They recognize me and know. We recognize Christ, Tipper North. We recognize Christ and we know Christ, all right? That's why we can get excited about the song that was just sung. Because we recognize God and we know God, all right? Just as my Father knows my heart and I know my Father's heart, I am ready to give my life for the sheep. And this is the most powerful thing. I'm still on this Easter thing, we call it. And the most powerful thing, he says, I'm ready to give my life for my sheep. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the only begotten Son, John the Baptist says, Woe, the Lamb of God, is saying, I am ready to give up my life for his sheep. Now, that's love, people. That is truly love. Now, I like that part where it says, and my Father knows my heart. So God the Father knew that Jesus' heart for him and his heart for us, that it would inspire him to give his life for us. He didn't give his life for God. He gave his life for us. All right? And I have other sheep that I will gather, which are not of this Jewish flock. And I love this part, and all of us should love this part. And he says that I have other sheep which are not gathered. He's talking about the Jewish people. And he said there were some people of another. He's talking about us. He's talking about the Gentiles. Jesus was talking about the Gentiles way before Paul existed in the Christianity. You see? I love that. I love that. He was thinking about me before the word Christian. He was thinking about Christians before the word Christian exists. He was thinking about Christian before, before Paul even decided, well, he did decide, for he changed over and preached to the Gentiles, which is us. And he says, and I 
Again, their good shepherd must lead them too. Now here what, here's what happened. He says, I, the good shepherd, must lead them. And if we're going to talk about this in a minute, or what a shepherd does. A shepherd leads them. He leads them to. You see, he will lead you to comfort in the midst of a storm. He will lead you to peace in the midst of chaos. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right? And they will follow me and listen to my voice. And see, so here it is. Who's in your ear? Jesus Christ said the people, his children, his sheep, will listen to him, they will hear, and they will follow him. We need to ask today, who are you following? You can't be following Christ, all right, and be afraid. You can't, it's impossible. You can't be following Christ, and this thing has got you. I mean, this is more time to spend with him and your family. This is a great, this should be a great time for a lot of people. And you say, I've, I've been watching, I don't know what's going to happen to all of these children in our neighborhood, we're seeing people, we didn't even know they had kids, walking around in the blocks and doing all these things. So this is a good time for, and the poor pets are getting walked, and pretty soon when everything goes back to normal, the kids are gonna be watching, doing all this stuff. Pets will be laying on the couch. So this is a good time for us who are Christians to enjoy these moments that we can have with God and our family. All right? Then he says, I will join them all into one flock with one shepherd. And he says, I'm going to take the Jews and the Gentiles and I'm going to put them all together and it's going to be one flock. We are really one people. We're one people because of Jesus Christ. We're one flock because of Jesus Christ. And we have one shepherd. That is the good shepherd who is a person who tends, guides. Now, that is the good shepherd, a person who tends, guides. Wait a minute now. He, he attends us, guides us, guards us, or directs us in a particular direction. All right, shepherd. That's what, he coaches us. It says to coach, to counsel, to lead, to mentor, to watch, or to protect their people. And then it has under there, or to pastor. That's what a good shepherd is. You see, and the reason I want to use this, all this, is pretty soon we're going to find out as we walk as Christ, talk as Christ, think as Christ, this is who we're supposed to be for one another. All right, here we go. And now we're going to do it from the NIV. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. And I want to make sure we know he says I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me just as the Father knows me. And I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I want you to get this in your head. He laid down his life for you. There's somebody maybe looking at this that's not saved. Jesus Christ laid his life down for you. Doesn't matter what anybody thinks of you. Doesn't matter what you have done in your life, what you've experienced in your life. He laid down his life for you, and if you accept him as your personal Lord and Savior and repent of your sins, he will bring you into the flock. And he will be your shepherd. All right? And in verse 16, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. And we, I wanted to do that twice. He said, I have other sheep that are not in this sheep pen. That's right. but, but I must bring them also. And I love that. I must bring them also. I must bring Johnny Fields also into this. He's not Jewish. I must bring all of these Christian people into this. They're not Jewish. But he says, I must do that. All right? And they too will listen to my voice. And he says, and they too will listen to my voice. That's, so if you're depressed and stressed out, who are you listening to? That song was very powerful to us. 
We need to count our blessings. And if you listen to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you the blessing God has put up in your life right this time. Come on, Christ Temple North. This is the time to count your blessings. See, you never count your blessings when you're living, when you're living a good life. Sometimes God has to do something to shake us up, then we can count our blessings. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. All right? And again, there shall be one flock and one shepherd. And there'll be one flock and one shepherd. And that shepherd is a person that's going, he's going to be that shepherd. He's going to guard us. He's going to protect us. Yes, and he, he's going to counsel us. He, he's going to move us forward. And right now, who are you listening to? You see? There should be excitement in your life right now. In the midst of all of this, there ought to be excitement in your life right now. How are you living right now? We got people who haven't been to work in this church, who haven't been to work in weeks, that are getting paid. Yes. Staying home. Being blessed. You see? You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Now, verse 16 from the voice. There are many more sheep than you can see here. And you see, I keep repeating this. There are many more sheep than you can see here. And I will bring them as well. He wants, listen to me, he wants to bring you into the fold. They will hear my voice, and the flock will be united. One flock, one shepherd. One flock, one shepherd. I'm glad there ain't no prejudice in God's heart. He don't care what color you are, what group you come from, what language you speak. We one people. We one flock, and we have one shepherd. And that shepherd is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the thing that, do you want to do the words now? Should I keep going? You've, uh, let's go ahead and keep going. All right, keep, we'll keep going. And this is one of my favorite things. One of my favorite psalms, Brother Trevor, is the 21st, 20, excuse me, 23rd psalms. I have never understood why they read the 23rd strong psalms at a funeral. I've never understood that. Because you don't need that. You done. The 23rd Psalms is the Psalms that we need today. Every day of our life, we need that 23rd Psalms. And we've all heard it from the King James Version. So I'm going to do another version from the Passion to to get a greater inspirement, to inspire us more. I love this Psalms because it lets me know, see, Jesus has already promised me that he is going to be my shepherd. And you know, he already read that Psalms. He already knew that. So he knew the importance of a shepherd for sheep. And this 23rd Psalms is incredible. It's incredible for all of us. Here we go. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. And I love this verse. That the Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. You see, you can go to a best friend. See, when any secret you have, you know you can go to a best friend. Right? Well, he's both. He's my best friend and he's my shepherd. And he's all, and I, I love that. He's my best friend and he's my shepherd. I always have more than enough, it says. I always have more than enough. I always have more than enough. All right? Go ahead. He offers a resting place for me and his luxurious love. And his love right now when, is a place to, to rest in his love. Rest in his love. You see, I asked him to open up his arms and fall into his arms and rest in his love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace. And when you rest in his arms, he'll take you to a place of peace. 
And folks won't understand that. How can you have peace in the midst of all of this stuff? Because I'm resting in God's loving arms, and he puts my mind at peace. It's kind of like a little baby, you know. A little baby gets restless when they lay by themselves, and they get to screaming and kicking around. And you pick up that baby, and if the mama picks up or daddy picks up the baby and starts rocking the baby, the baby rests in the love, the loving arms of that parent, and it has peace. That's what Jesus Christ wants to do for you today in the midst of all this stuff. Quit looking at some, turn the TV off. You don't need to listen to the president and his group every day. Open up your Bible. God promised you this stuff way before this even happened. All right? Look for peace, not confusion and chaos. All right? Not only peace, but the quiet brook of bliss. All right. That's where he restores and revives my life. And he restores and revives my life. See, when I go through something sometimes, and I've been through some things in my life, when I go through something sometimes, sickness, cancer, and you all know all the things that I've been through, he revives my life and gives me life back. You see, people are saying, we want our lives back. No, 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 you want your jobs back. You want want your jobs back and, and your finances back, but real life is revived through the Holy Spirit who gives you life. Because there are people who got money that are not living in peace. There are people who have money that are not living in the luxury and the love of God's arms. So we want our spiritual life. We didn't lose it, but there's where we want to be, into his arms. We want him to revive my life. He revives my life. And the best time for that to happen is when something or circumstance tries to, in my head, tries to take it away. I have to remember that God will restore it and revive my life back. All right? He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness mm-hmm. so that I can bring honor to his And name. there's no better time to bring honor to God's name than now. The world needs to see how we are handling this, how we are dealing with these situations. They need to see that. They need to see that in us. Read that last part again for me. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness uh-huh. so that I can bring honor to his name. I see. So this is the time now, Christian, for us to bring honor to the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. How we handle these things, how we deal with this, how the world sees us. We want to bring honor to God's name. This is the best thing that ever happened to Christians because the whole light is shining. The whole world's looking at you. They can see us. How are we responding to this? And we're going to bring honor to God's name because we have peace and we have love, and that peace and that love gives us security that we're going to have life after this is over because we got life now. Didn't take nothing from us. Didn't take nothing from us. It just caused us to take a good look and take inventory of how blessed we really are. All right? In verse 4, Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness. And so even when we have to go through some darkness, and that's just life. That ain't got nothing to do with what's going on now. You're going to go through some darkness. And I I used to tell you all all the time, if you haven't been there, keep living. Well, now everybody's going through it. Now you know what I'm talking about. 
Fear will never conquer me. Fear doesn't conquer us. How can fear conquer us when we're in the bosom of God, when we're in his loving arms? And he's our shepherd. All right, here we go. For you already have. Mm -hmm. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. So I'm going to, he's going to lead us through this thing all the way. We're going to come out of this all the way, and many of us are going to come out of this thing better than when we went into it. You see? Your authority is my strength and my peace. And his authority is my strength and my peace. We should have that Christ up north and friends. God's authority ought to be your, your, your strength and your peace. Don't look. They can give you a, a little check, which won't last but a minute or two. You see, but what God's going to give you will get his authority. He will give you strength and peace for the next battle. And there's something else going to come on after this leaves, but it doesn't bother us. We don't have fear because we know whose we are and who we are. All right? The comfort of your love takes away my fear. The comfort of God's love takes away my fear. Fear not. Fear not. You're a Christian. The comfort of his love, the shepherd, Jesus Christ, should take away all your fear. You see, the, the sheep doesn't fear when the shepherd is there. They have nothing to fear. You, you remember one time when David was going to fight Goliath, and he had told them what kind of warrior he was because he was a shepherd. And he said, once I killed a bear and once I killed a lion, I think it was. So the, the shepherd was able, David, was able to kill a bear and to kill a lion. So the shepherd will do anything he can and kill anything he w that will try to destroy his sheep. God's the same way. God's the same way. He protects you the same way. All right, here we go. I'll never be lonely when you are near. We're never lonely when God is near. And in verse 5, you become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. That's right. Keep going. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. And he anoint us with the fragrance of his Holy Spirit. We're anointed with the Holy Spirit. That's why we have strength. That's why we have hope. We have love. The Holy Spirit. We're anointed with the Holy Spirit. We can go through things other people can't go through. All right. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. And he says, you give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. What a good time to take a, a good drink of the Holy Ghost until your heart overflows. When Sister Etta was singing that song, I was walking around up here thinking about where we've come from. And I was looking up in the ceiling and I'm looking at... Uh, uh, what they're doing here with all these electronics and all of this beautiful sanctuary we have. It ain't always been like that. You see, you're thinking about the times when I was laying up in, that hospital, in the hospital, right? Think about times sitting in that chair taking the chemo and all that stuff. Man, look at me. Come on here. Come on here. Come on here. And I'm here because of his love. Because of his love. All right. Then he says in verse 6, so why would I fear the future? So why, why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Because his goodness and his mercy pursues me all the days of my life, so I'm never afraid of the future. 
Matter of fact, I'm so excited about counting my blessings today, I ain't got time to be worried about what the future's going to be. Because it's going to be better. Because he never takes us back. All right? Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. And then he says, hey, after this one's over, after his life is over, he's, he's going to return back to Christ. Man, that's, how can you imagine living heaven on earth and heaven after heaven, after death? All right. Now, verse 5 and 6 from the voice. Your protection and guidance. His protection and guidance. And here's, I'm, I'm going to do them last, okay? What do you think? Yes. All right, let's go. Your protection and guidance. I am comforted. He protects me and he guides me. That's right. That gives me comfort. All right? You spread out a table before me. Provisions in the midst of an attack from my enemies. Man, in the midst of your enemies, you can sit down and have lunch. They can't touch you. You see? You can feast in the midst of your enemies. Because your shepherd is protecting you from your enemies. All right? You care for all my needs. He, he, for, he cares for what? All, all my needs, and there ain't nothing on the other side of all. You've heard me say that for years. God cares for all our needs. He anointed my head with smooth fragments of oil, which means the Holy Spirit. He anoints my head with the oil of the Holy Spirit. And fills my cup again and again with your grace. And he keeps filling my cup again and again with grace. And every time that I begin to fall, he fills my cup with grace, and he tells me, my grace is sufficient in thee. Yes. So when I am weak, I am strong because God fills my cup with his grace. Amen. You can't ask for nothing no better than that. That's right. Certainly your faithful protection and loving provision will pursue me where I go. And he will protect me, and his love will always be with me no matter where I go, period. And always and everywhere. I will always be with the eternal in your house forever. And he says, I will always be f for the eternal help forever. Now, I wanted to do something for the men in Christ. I'm talking about the men. Don't get upset. There's the scripture says, the husband, the husband provides leadership for the wife as Christ provides for the church leadership for this, his church, and he is the savior of the body. Now, King James tells you the husband is here, right? This is going to be a challenge to the men of Christ Temple North. We are supposed to be, the man is the head of the house like Christ is the head of the church. That means we are supposed to be as Christian men. We are supposed to have the same qualities that Jesus Christ had. And so the message says, not by dominating, but by cherishing. That's what we're supposed to be, men of Christ Temple North, to our families. Now, women, you're the head of your house if you don't have anybody there, but I'm talking to men, I'm challenging the men. Now, men, that means we are the shepherd, the leaders, the providers, and the protectors of our home. Yes, Christ Temple North men, the challenge your pastor is giving you. You're the shepherd, the leader, the protectors, and the, and the providers of your home. If you are going to illustrate God's love through you, 
That's who you are to be to your family. It's okay for us to have that. I understand that first message was good, but this is a challenge to the Christ Temple North men. You should be the shepherd of your household. That's the person who tends and, uh, uh, and, and, and guides and guards and protects and directs that household. You can't do that unless you've got the Holy Ghost. That's the person who counsels and leads and mentors, where he mentors his children, and he watches over them and protects them. That's who you're supposed to be as the head of a house. And you can't do that unless you save. You're supposed to be the leader. You become the shepherd, and you become the leader. I'll let you go ahead with the leaders. That is who leads, manages, commands, or influences a group, organization, or even a country. And so we, don't, we do everything there we do with love. We're the, we're the one that influences our family, our children. We're the one that organizes the direction of the Holy Spirit going in our home. And we do it under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And as long as we do that under the influence of the Holy Spirit, we will not abuse our wives or abuse our children. All right? And also, one who makes people work together towards a common and goal. And we work towards, all of us work together. We sit down with our families. We pray with our families, our wife and our children. And we have a common goal, and that is to have a Christ-like home. Amen. All right? And a leader is also one who has authority and is legitimate so that people will follow. And you must have the authority that's legit so people will follow. And the only way you can have that is to be saved and to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. That's what our challenge is, men of Christ Temple North, and we're also supposed to be providers. Yes. That's what we're supposed to be, all right? Providers. Yes, providing is to get, collect, or make ready for future use. And we are there to work with our family, our children, and we get them ready for their future. That's right. And we, we, and we furnish and supply their needs. That's, right. That's what a provider is. We take care of them and we prepare them. That's what, a, if you are a Christian man and you have a family, Christ Temple North, this is who we're supposed to be. I knew it was really fun thinking about all Jesus was as the shepherd. Now it's time for us to get called out and who are we supposed to be as husbands Yes, as husbands and fathers. We're supposed to mimic Jesus Christ. Paul says we imitate Christ, and that's what we need to do is imitating Christ. We're shepherds and leaders and providers. You cannot do that without the Holy Spirit, and we're also the protectors of our home. And you can't protect your home if you don't know God's Word. That's right. All right? And to do that is to guard. We are to guard. Remember, Satan comes to a, a man's house, and he tries to remember bind him. Well, the, he can't do it to a strong man, but he can do that to a weak man. And so we, the men of Christ Temple North, we are to guard and protect our homes and not let ad, uh, adverse forces, demonic forces, satanic activity, and strategy in our homes. We're to do the same thing as Joshua says. But for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord then you need to protect it. You have to, de you have to defend it. You're the shield or the cover from danger from your family. That's, right. that's what a man, that's what a husband's supposed to be. And you all that are single and want to get married, if you can't be this, don't do it. Don't get married. Because once you do that, and to death do us part and all those things we say, you have to have these characteristics. That's right. 
Some of us did it. We didn't get the education. You guys are getting educated, educated today. Excuse me. And also to preserve in safety from loss, annoyance, or injury. That's what we do. That's our job, to do that. And then always, the last one is to shelter from evil. We're supposed to do that, men of Christ Temple North and our friends. If you want to be a Christian, which means Christ-like, you have to have Christ's attitude. You just heard what he said he would do for us as a shepherd. And now we're getting called out to do the same thing as the shepherd of our homes. You all expect me to teach, and I do that. You call me for prayer, and I do that. I want to be available for anything, but I'm not the shepherd of your home. You are. And the only thing I can do is teach you and prepare you for that. Once again, you're the shepherd, the leader, the provider, the protector of your family. And we know that there's some women that don't have a man in the home. Then that means you are the shepherd, the leader, the provider, and the protector. And the Holy Spirit will give you all of the qualities that you need to do that. And everybody in agreement said amen. Amen. And it starts by taking Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And uh, 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 you can do this no matter where you're at. Just, just a simple repentance. It's saying that I want to take Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins, and I want to be forgiven of my sins. He'll forgive you of your sins. Yes, he will. All you do is repent, be sorry, and ask Christ to forgive you of all your sins. Ask him to be the head of your life. He will do that. And once you do that, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He will save you and baptize your Holy Spirit, and you'll be qualified to be all the things that we just talked about. Christ Temple North, this is who we are. This is who we strive to be. Men, I'll say it again, shepherds, leaders, providers, and protectors. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we know who Jesus is. We understand what he done, his words, of what he, he, he came to do. He gave his life. He laid down his life. He laid down his life for us. The least we can do is to mimic him and, and to imitate him in our personal life and to do the same thing for one another. We want this whole incident that's going on now to change the life and the attitude of Christ Temple North men and family and, 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 and wives and family and mothers and family, husbands and family. We want our whole lives changed through this. We want to take time with you so that we can become the shepherds, the leaders, the providers in our homes that you've challenged us to be. Paul says he asks us, he tells us, to be as Christ. To be as Christ, we have to take on the responsibilities that he's given us. It's not just a title being a husband. It's a calling. It's not just a title being a mother. It's a calling. We want to be that today. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.